Hello, 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 Spin Sisters. This is Calamity Jane, and we have a special edition of the Dear Spin Sisters podcast, the mother-daughter interview. On today's episode, there is a mother left out of the interview because Roxy has interviewed my daughter, Taylor. This is a very special Mother's Day gift to everyone. It certainly was a gift to me. And I thought I would start out with a little bit of a take on what I thought of being a mother to my daughter. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Earth laughs in flowers. I'm not sure he meant that flowers at a funeral should prompt laughter, but why not? Those who have left us, I believe, would rather we laugh than cry, at least for them. Her favorite flowers were roses. She would get them now and then for both of us, but her dad grew them especially for her. My favorite flowers have always been, well, flowers. It is Mother's Day, my 34th, if my math is right. First a son, then my beautiful red-headed daughter. She for many years wanted to be just like her brother, but finally realized she was mostly content in her own skin. Before ultrasound and genetic testing, a doctor might guess at the gender of the child growing inside. Carry low, higher heart rate, it's a girl. Carry high, lower heart rate, must be a boy. Because of this guess, I thought I was having another boy. So when she arrived, I cried for the best gift I'd ever been given. As hard as I tried to keep the biases out of their upbringing by offering all toys to both, she took the doll and carried it around and changed its diaper and put it to bed. Mother's Day's past have their special memories, but this day will hold a special place. I lost her for many years, but she is back now, thriving and becoming the beautiful, strong woman I've always known she'd be. Here's to all mothers and daughters out there. Have a happy Mother's Day. And here is the interview between Roxy and my beautiful daughter, Taylor. Hello, Taylor. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. And I have to say, I think you're very brave for joining us, Calamity Jane and I. But today, Calamity Jane will not be on. And Taylor has agreed to do like a little chat with me. And as we know, Taylor comes to us because she's the daughter of Calamity Jane. So for two reasons, I think you're being very brave. So do you think you're ready? Yeah. Okay. So at any time in this game of chatting, you can say, I don't like that question. I'll take a pass. Or you can say something else that you want to share. But the gist of this, why we're trying to do these mother-daughter conversations, is just women learning from women, looking at the women in their life, generations of women, strong women. So, okay? Sounds good. All right. So first question, what would you say is your earliest positive childhood memory of your mother. So you can either kind of talk about your mother when you were a little girl or yourself and how you acted around your mother, but have it be positive from your earliest memory. Uh, My earliest memories were probably when I was in preschool Mm. at the Seattle University preschool. I'm not sure exactly what my mom was doing, but I know she was working a lot, I think at the hospital and she would come pick me up, take me and get, you know, a Dick's burger. I'd be like that. Dixburger. I remember it was just really fun and I'd miss her and I'd be kind of homesick and she'd come to get me and really brighten my day. That is so cool. And for those of you folks that don't know Seattle and Dixburgers, Dixburgers is one of the all-time best cost-effective burger and really good greasy fries, in my opinion, that you can get. So, oh my God, that's so sweet. That's a really, that's a really good positive memory of you and your mom. Sounds like for everything I know from you and your mom, you guys were connected from a very early age and in a lot of positive ways, which is not always true for mothers and daughters. So good for you. 
Yeah, we've always been pretty close. That's cool. So now we're going to jump to teenager land. Do-do-do-do. Because for most of us, teenager land can be very challenging to mothers and to daughters. So if you look back at that time of, you know, maybe 12, 13, 11, adolescence, how would you say that, looking from your viewpoint, how do you think you related to your mother? Or you can even use a grandma. You don't have a sister. But we're thinking of females. Like, oh, you know, I want to talk about my Grammy and how I think I was around Grammy or, you know, or my mom. Were you sweet and innocent and easy or were you more of a devil like me? No, I was pretty difficult. I was struggling with self-esteem. I was bigger than a lot of other kids. Mm -hmm. I went through puberty really early. So I just kind of felt like a, a freak a lot of the time. But my mom was someone I could talk to. She understood how I felt. She struggled with some of the same things when she was younger. Oh, wow. I was pretty smart, but I didn't always do well in school. I like to goof around. Did you have, wow, that's, that's interesting. Cause I know from your mom, she had shared two on press podcasts that she um, hit puberty pretty, pretty young. And so that in itself has got to be hard. Sounds like with you and your mom, you were very supportive of each other. Did you ever like fight with her or disagree with her? Or was it just also pretty smooth during your adolescence, which I'm jealous of because mine wasn't. No, honestly, it wasn't smooth at all. We Between was, the two of you? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, a lot of my anger came from the way my father reacted to things and the okay. anger in our household, and I would take it out on my mother sometimes oh. because I couldn't say what I wanted to my dad. But I was kind of a, a brat, to say the least. Uh, we would get into fights, but we we were still close. Yeah, I kind of had a, I had a different dynamic with my mom when I was a teenager that I was for sure a buster most of the time. But it was weird in my house when my mother and father would fight. Somehow automatically I was the bad guy because I I was a lot like my mom. So that added tension to when they were in a fight, somehow I was also part of that fight. And it was like, this doesn't even make sense, right? But it's it's interesting how family dynamics play out. But I would say the difference between you and me is my my mom and I were not close during that time. I I basically put on the boxing gloves as my defense mechanism and dealing with my anger of the household environment. And I just fought a lot with my mom. So I would say good for you that you still sounded like even in the midst of the anger and the fighting and all that, we're crap that you still had a soft place to fall with your mom well, is we that fair all, yeah we would always make up you mm-hmm. know before we went to bed and we didn't want to go to bed angry or so we, we would fight a lot but we'd make up and say our apologies and try to do things different next time i think she was just concerned because she didn't want me heading down a dangerous path sure. and i was showing sure. some you know, behavioral problems at school and so yeah Yeah, and you just triggered something in me that was cool about my mom and I, even though we fought like constant and I was grounded like all the time, I too would make up with her every night. She'd come into my bedroom and we would always make up before we went to sleep. So that's actually a very cool thing that you reminded me of my mom. Okay, so do you want to say anything about your granny right now when you were a teenager? Because I didn't have grandmas. What kind of influence was she in that difficult, normal time for all of us? And then that can be more difficult based on the family dynamic. Well, when I was a teenager, I wasn't as close with my grandma as I am now. Oh, We would visit, but it wasn't often, and she just didn't treat me like an adult like she does now because I wasn't an adult. I was a teenager, so she, you know, I didn't really have very deep conversations with her. When I would go to visit, I'd be with my cousin, who's the same age as me, 
usually beginning in some sort of mischief. Was it fun? Because I never had grandparents, so I, I fantasized that it would be so cool to have that outlet. Yeah, it was fun. We're even closer now. Wow. So I just didn't know her that well when I was Right, up. right, right. Wow. And That's... she had a lot of grandkids around. Oh, so, so she had a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so... not, not very much one-on-one time. So here's a t- more tough one. This is a tougher one. What do you wish was different about your relationship with your mom? Or you could, you know, have a sister or a favorite auntie or a female that was significant in your life growing up. If you could pick one thing that you'd say, you know, I wish this was different. I'll give you an example. For me, I wished my mother was gentler with me Mm because she was often very abrasive and tough. Mm -hmm. What would you wish was different? I wish that aside from what was going on in the house, I would have just gotten good grades, felt good about myself, Mm -hmm. been a good daughter. And not gone down the path that I did go down. Wow. Well, you're way more evolved than I. I was wishing other people were going to be different versus myself. So you you really own that. Wow. Okay. Do, is there anything that you wish your mom would have been different or or? Um, no? I feel like my mom was a little bit hard on me sometimes. Okay. Maybe a little judgmental, but it's just because she wanted the best for me and that's how she was raised. Yeah. Um, I think she did her best. It just felt like she was a little hard on me sometimes. Sure, sure. I think it's amazing that uh, in my 60 years of life now, Taylor, if I haven't learned anything, which I'm always learning and making mistakes, that most people, but most people are really, really doing the best they can. It doesn't mean it's always right or it makes it right, but they're just really doing the best they can with how they were raised, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the tricky part, right? Yeah. Okay. So how you doing? Okay, I think you're doing great too. Which women in your family tree had the most influence on your life as you are now at age early 30s? And why do you think they were the most influential to who you are now? That's a hard one. That is a hard one. (laughs) Think about it. You want to go back to that one or you want a moment to think? No, I think I have a couple examples. Okay. Um, you know, I always kind of thought my grandma was a really strong woman. She got pregnant at 15 and had four kids before she was 20. Dear Lord. And, you know, she stayed with her husband, my grandma, grandpa, excuse me, and mm-hmm. she had a job and she worked and she raised her kids. And I can't even imagine how hard that would be. And she had, you know, the pressure from her parents and the shame of getting pregnant that young at that time. Mm-hmm. What um, was she again? She was like, she was young, but she married your grandpa and mm-hmm. it was like, baby, 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 baby. Yeah. Like within a year's, like one year, two years. I mean, it was yeah. like back to back. So it was really hard. They, they were really stressed. That I can't even imagine how difficult that would be. Um, and she did it. And, you know, I think aside from her not having the most confidence in herself, I think she is a really strong woman. And then my mother as well. What is the one trait? I mean, and also think of the time frame, Taylor, of your grandma whenever she was born way back when, because I mean, Jane and I were born and born in 61. So Jane was born in like 60, 1963 or something like that. So your grandma was born. Oh, I don't even know back in the thirties or forties or thirties, probably. Mm-hmm. And think of that time frame then yeah. and how things have changed with what women should or shouldn't do compared to now and that she persevered. That's, yeah. I think that's amazing. So if you think of your mama, Calamity Jane, is there a one trait that you go, no matter what, overall, this is what I most admire about my mom. I really admire how hardworking she is, how she starts something and gets really devoted to it and finishes it and wants things to be perfect. I should think. I identify with that because okay. I'm the same way and also just how kind she is. Okay, that's To cool. everyone. 
Yeah, she is. I really admire that. She is, uh, from everything I've known of your mom and I've worked with her and now I'm doing these wonderful creative things with her for, I don't know, it's been over 10 years. Yeah, I would agree. Like just the sense of steady eddiness and an extremely hard worker. I'm trying to get her to play more though. So I'm saying let's have more fun because she's mm-hmm. definitely a very hard worker and yeah, a sense of kindness too. I agree, but I'm trying to help her find her inner brat more. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> if like, yeah, but Jane, sometimes aren't you just pissed off? And she's like, yeah, that's cool. Well, I kind of asked this one a little bit before, but if there was one word, that's kind of the same thing. One word. If you can only pick one, one word, your mom and your grandma, what's one word? And in capsule, you said a lot of them, but if you only could pick one. For my mother, the yep. one that pops up for me right now is patient because of how many years she waited for me to get my craft together. That's a good word. Never gave up on me. She never gave up. I remember I was, I went through that with her. She never gave up. Patience Patience and dedication, I guess. That's really good. How about Grammy? One word, all things considered. Funny. Funny. She's very funny. She's funny. Really inappropriate jokes, which are hilarious. She likes to sit in her chair and play her gambling games on her, on her tablet. Way too late in the night. And then Grammy can't sleep, but okay. She makes jokes that are really funny. Oh. We go out to eat and she, Walks around the restaurant saying hi to everyone. She's does she just, really? She's a social butterfly. It's very really? cute. Oh, my God. She does sound like a bit of a clown. Yeah, Funny. She is. Very. That is really cool. I think that we all could be a more a lot more like that to make people laugh in good ways. Yeah. Not making jokes about other people, but just light, lighten up the situation. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a tough one, too. Pass on it or ponder it for a little bit. That's okay. What is the one thing that you think you need to let go of, forgive, or accept about your mother or your grandma or any other influential woman in your life that, you know, that you think, you know, I need to let go of it was something I wasn't really happy about in this relationship mm-hmm. that I'm not going to try to blame them, but that, that how they were acting mm-hmm. and that you go, you know what, I really want to learn how to accept it, forgive it, let it go. It's mm-hmm. not serving Taylor anymore. Mm-hmm. I would say I'd have to I'm working on and I need to let go of her marriage to my father and Mm. the anger I have with him and how he treated her and us growing up. Wow. That's a, I wasn't ready for that, but that's a very powerful, powerful answer too. Or your grandma in terms of some things that they have done, but is there something that they had done that you were like, you know, I wish, I wish that didn't, I wish that didn't play out like that. I wish my grandma had been a little bit more involved in our lives when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. But she did live four hours away, and, and it was a big deal for her to drive to the city. And to be more present in your everyday yeah, life. Just a little bit more present like she was with my cousins. But Oh, interesting. Because they, they, did they live closer? Yeah, they lived closer. Okay. But, you know, you could just feel it at, when we would come to visit. She, you know, it seemed like she favored them more and knew mm-hmm. them. she knew them more. And she knew them more. It was kind of hurtful sometimes, but I don't think she did it intentionally. I right. just wish she would have shown a little bit more interest in an effort, right? I mean, even though, I mean, it makes sense that they were closer so she would get to know them more. But I also hear your point, viewpoint of it's, it's just up over the mountains and that you wish that, yeah, she would have been more available to you growing up. Anything with your mama that you wish she would have done differently with you or, or that not even that you wish that you just go, you know, I'm still kind of holding a thorn in my side about this and I just need to forgive it and let it go. Um, not really. Wow. I just wish she would have been a little bit more. I wish she would have stuck up for herself a little bit more. Okay. Okay. When I was growing up. Take better care of herself. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah. Okay. As it pertains to different things, but not necessarily you. All right. So if you could call bullshit of something that you've learned in life about yourself or a woman, that's bullshit. I've learned that that's how society thought women should act or how they should behave or how I should. But now looking back on it, I go, that's bullshit. Well, I used to think that, you know, I was a more fulfilled woman if I had a man in my life. But <laughs> Wait a minute. Say that one again, because a lot of women, myself included, have I had used- that journey. <laughs> I used to think that I was a more fulfilled woman if I had a man in my life. But after having three relationships that just drug me down and, you know, destroyed my self-confidence, after climbing out of that and getting healthy again, I realized that I don't need a man in my life. And, you know, I think it's bullshit that women are expected to do whatever the man tells them to do and that they can't have opinions and that being too smart and too capable and too successful is going to be too much of a woman for a man, and it's going to make them feel bad about themselves, so we should bring ourselves down to their level so that they don't feel inferior to us. I really believe that's bullshit. (laughs) I do too, and amen to that. And I just, I, I would share from my journey that I've had some wonderful men in my life. I've been fortunate enough that have empowered me uh, be a bigger version of myself. And especially from the time frame that I, time era that I was brought up in, I think that that is really amazing that I did was lucky enough to have men in my life. They weren't necessarily in my family, (laughs) but I still had men in my life that encouraged me like, of course you can do that. Of course you can be large and not large in your personality and go for what you want in life. And you can be athletic even in a time where women weren't supposed to be athletic and all those things. I'm very lucky that way for, for that, but I also agree with you. And there are good men out there that can do that, that are like that for women. But I also told I agree with you that there does to seem to be a fair amount of men out there that are intimidated by competent, strong, all put together women. And so I just encourage you to keep yourself open to the men out there that will love that about you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to have them in your life. I totally no. agree that it's 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 a choice. I think people can be completely happy and content, not partnered up, yeah. no matter what your sexuality is. I think people can be completely content not having children mm-hmm. if that's what they choose. I think that those are all really positive choices if that's what a person wants in their journey of life. It doesn't I call bullshit that we think that it has to be a certain way mm-hmm. to be happy, you know? No, it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. No, it doesn't. That Those were the questions that we had, and I think you did a great job. Is there anything else that you would like to share? You know, we're just trying to create a format of talking about women in general and mm-hmm. how they have formed you to be who you are, pluses and minuses at this point in life, but you can totally go off questions. <laughs> If there's anything else you want to share or say. Not really. I was going to add that I, you know, I really enjoyed watching my mom and grandma get closer and spend more time together uh, the past couple of years. Been really great, but that's about it. How did you see that's interesting? Because how did you as a daughter and granddaughter to that relationship, how would you say, how from your eyes has it evolved from when you were young? Like, well, when she moved to eastern washington obviously she was able to see her mom more often because Mm -hmm. they lived closer Mm -hmm. and i wasn't around at that time but Mm -hmm. a couple years ago i moved over there too and three of us would visit a lot and i could just see you know the three of us getting a lot a lot closer and getting to know each other better and her you know building a pretty great relationship with her mom that 
I don't think she had mm-hmm. when she was living in Seattle just because they weren't around each other very much. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely have found in life um, that true healthy intimacy needs time together. Mm-hmm. Like how can you really have a good healthy relationship, whatever that is, if you hardly see each other. Yeah. So that's really cool how they've, I've watched her too, you know, from. I mean, you can try and you want to think that you really know someone, but it's just not the case. You know, when you're in two different sides of the state and you don't see each other that often, you're just not that close. And also just seeing all the, I mean, like we've said before, no one's perfect. We're all flawed human beings on this planet. So being able to see someone and be with someone Mm -hmm. through all of that humanness, right? It's not like, oh, I see you once a year and this is great. (laughs) Or once a year and this is horrible. I mean, it takes it takes commitment and togetherness to mm-hmm. really decide if you really want to be with somebody or not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay to choose no if it's ugh, whatever. Well, that's that's the extent of it, my dear friend Miss Taylor. And was it as was it as bad as you thought? Or what do you think? No, it was great. I didn't think it was gonna be bad. I was okay. Just nervous. Just a little nervous. My yeah. First time. Uh, You did really, really good. And so, yeah, listeners, you know, this is available to other folks. If you want to have an opportunity to chat with Calamity Jane and Roxy, this time Calamity Jane was not involved because it should be obvious. I'm talking with her daughter. That just seemed kind of weird to have her there. But if you want to be a part of this, um, just go onto our Dear Spin Sisters website and shoot us a message and we'll figure out how to have a chat with you too. All right. So Taylor, thank you so much. And I guess we're going to sign off now. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye-bye.